0: the pro wrestling ball 35 short stories including harley race ricky morton tracy smothers and tim storm along with 300 photos from the, the independent, independent scene taken from texas louisiana mississippi and alabama, alabama. get your book today by going to wrestleville.com wrestleville it's where wrestling lives
1: Welcome to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is wrestling manager and commentator, Nigel Rabbit. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right, Vinny. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm very familiar with you because you wrestle in my state, but for those who who are listening to this and may not be familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about your 13-year career. Uh, Well,
2: I... I, uh... You know, obviously, if you, you you do the math, I started uh, in March of uh, 2009. Uh, started originally as a commentator and uh, as uh, an announcer, and uh, within a few short months of doing that, uh, started doing uh, uh, managing with a small company. Uh, well, the managing was with a small company called Wrecking Ball Wrestling out of the uh, Garland area here in the Dallas Metroplex. But uh, I, I got the company I started with was a company called North Texas Wrestling Alliance, uh, ran by a fellow by the name of uh, Richard Bingham, who uh, worked uh, under the name Elvis, L-V-I-S, because uh, he bore uh, a reasonable resemblance uh, to, to Mr. Presley. Uh, but, uh, started managing, uh, at Wrecking Ball Wrestling and, and, uh, managed with, uh, uh, a fellow by the name of the British Assassin and then Jason Silver and a fellow who, uh, wrestled under the name of Street Milk. Uh, and we formed, uh, what, a, a, what was the beginning of, uh, the Rabbit Empire. Had a, a, a number of, uh, of very talented folks, uh, uh, come in and uh, work with me in that. Charlie Hall, uh, Rodney Mac, uh, even even Raven uh, has been a member of the Rabbit Empire. So uh, I've been very blessed in that regard.
1: You remind me of like an old school wrestling manager. You know, who do you who do you think influenced you in that regard?
2: Bobby Heenan is the. Uh, the biggest influence to my wrestling
1: I got to see you up in Sherman Texas uh, a few years back and I was pleasantly surprised you know to see you really reminded me of like the old school uh, wrestling managers and um, I grew up watching Skandor Akbar and Gary Hart and so that would be what I guess my gauge would be, and I saw a lot of them in, in you and, you know, but now that you say Bobby Heaton, yeah, I see a lot of him in you as well. So, you know, there's not too many people that, that do it like they did. And I, I give you a lot of credit because you, you're what I would call an old school wrestling manager, you know, in modern, you. yeah, in the modern, modern day. When I grew up I actually only grew up
2: with the influence of uh, uh folks like uh Bobby Heenan and the like. Uh I didn't uh I, I didn't have the uh fortunes of being able to uh see folks like uh Jim Cornette on T V or, or see uh uh Scandal my my first Literally my first introduction to Skandarakbar was an actual introduction to Skandarakbar. I was working for a company, uh, Universal Championship Wrestling, which is now out of, uh, uh Georgia. Uh, and, uh, Ak was managing, uh, the Barbarian at that point for, uh, for that show. Uh, and, um, well, uh, became, I'd like to think good friends with Ak. You know, we had some, some, some good times talking to each other and, and uh, uh, he invited himself to, uh, uh, to my wedding, which, you know, my fiance at the time, uh, was ecstatic about, uh, just as much as, as anything else. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't see like, for example, uh, Gary Hart's work until, until I, I saw the, uh, triumph and tragedy of, uh, WCW from, uh, you know, WWE. Uh, I didn't see a lot of, uh, Texas style, like actual Texas wrestling, uh, until either it was bought by the network or someone had shared, uh, you know, a link from something that they had done when I was in my career. Uh, a lot of, uh, of younger persons. Uh, for my generation, it was kind of a you know, wrestlers just magically appeared out of anywhere. There, there wasn't really uh, a, a minor league. There wasn't uh, you know, the independents weren't a thing. So really, I found about I found out about the independents almost as soon as I got into the business.
0: Ring the bell. Radio. Listen to JD Barris and Logan talk about wrestling news, reviews, in depth conversations, and interviews. The podcast that we want to hear is you to ring the bell. Please.
1: We call it in the ring. Well, see, I grew up with, in the territory days. You know, I was about 14, 15, maybe, maybe a little younger than that when I discovered wrestling. But, you know, at that time, you know, in, in North Texas, world class was on fire. And they you know the Von Ericks were against the Freebirds and you had Devastation Incorporated, you had Gary Hart and all that stuff, you know, all those all right. those guys. It was it was amazing. It was an amazing time and to see those guys perform live and in person it was it was a lot of fun and it was very exciting for for a teenager, you
2: know? <laughs> right, absolutely. Funny thing for me is I found out about uh, the Freebirds because of my uh, uh favorite cult classic uh science fiction film, which uh is the Highlander. Okay. The Freebirds ended up uh as uh you know uh, uh for longer a better description, uh window dressing for uh for the opening sequences of the film.
1: I have to admit I, I missed that one, so I, I, I'm i going to have to go back and, and look at that.
2: At least in my estimation, uh, it, it's uh, one of the finer fantasy and science fiction films to come out of the 80s, especially during that time period where everything in the 80s was a little bit terrible. Except
1: professional wrestling.
2: Well, of course, except professional wrestling. Why would professional wrestling have been
1: terrible? So, Nigel, what are you currently doing right now? What are you what are you working on who are you working with? What what's going on with you?
2: Uh well, uh, uh I'm uh, the companies that I that I'm working for is uh, I I'm, I'm working with Red River Wrestling uh and Texoma Pro Wrestling. They're sister companies in the Sherman area. Uh and uh, uh I work with uh, on Red River, I, I have the opportunity to work with um uh, Aaron Mercer and, uh, Jerome Daniel Griffey, uh, and, uh, at, uh, uh, Texoma Pro, I'm working with Charlie Haas, uh, and Dane Griffin, uh, and, uh, Big Fit, uh, as a, a collective called The Unit, uh, which is, uh, uh, a, a, uh, uh, kind of a, uh, a, a love labor of, uh, Charlie's. He, he's, uh, very passionate about the idea of this. Um, uh, I work regularly with, uh, VIP Wrestling and, uh, I work regularly with, uh, DFW All Pro, uh, both mainly in a, a commentary status, uh, but, uh, uh, I, I do, on occasion, do managing for both companies. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I manage uh, uh, a, a young man who's got quite a future ahead of him by the name of uh, Bane Bailey, uh, and uh, uh, Bane myself, uh, and uh, possibly some some a uh, uh, little bit uh, more seasoned. Uh, Persons are are looking at uh, uh, causing trouble there. Um, So, yeah, uh, I'm doing commentary for uh, uh, Dog Pound uh, Championship Wrestling in San Antonio. And uh, I'm uh, uh, slated uh, for commentary for uh, a new company called uh, Texas Style Wrestling. Uh, And Texas Style Wrestling... Um, is, uh, trying to, uh, fill, uh, the gap left, uh, by, uh, the, the seeming departure of SWE. Uh, I say seeming because, uh, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what is, uh, or what, what the current plan is with the company. Uh, right now they're, uh, uh, being very quiet and, and keeping things close to the vest. And, and, uh, yeah, when you have a restructure, of, of course it makes sense, you know, when people do that. Texas, Texas style is, is based out of North Texas. I want to say that they're looking at Addison as being their actual location, although uh, I've not heard, uh, an official, well, you know, one way or the other type statement
1: have they run shows or or what kind of shows are they running who who are the wrestlers that they're using
2: i don't have a full run of the roster but i know that uh i i know that they're looking at, at some of the very same talent that, that we were very pleased to work with at SWE uh, i know that the OMGs uh have been approached about things uh and uh uh, Miranda Gordy and, and Niles Klonke, uh, have talked with folks. Uh, I don't know, I I don't know for certain who has been locked in and who hasn't been, uh, cause ultimately right uh, at this is junk drum, uh, for the company, I'm just doing commentary. So, uh, well, I, I, I don't have a, uh, a hard and fast list in front of me. Uh, I do know that Rodney Mack and Jazz, uh, are are also very heavily involved. And uh, so, you know, I uh, I I think uh I think that there is some some really good uh groundwork set up for Texas style wrestling and, and that's what that's what I've been excited about with it at the very least is that there's some really nice uh opportunities that uh are there to present not not just for myself but for uh other people kind of uh um, well, you know, I think it was one of the most exciting things about working with SWE was SWE had a lot of opportunity for young up and coming talent. With SWE, uh, you know, d- deciding to uh, to either take a step back or, or and reorganize uh, or uh, shutter their doors, you know, it, it's a bit of uh, you know a bit of a gap is left. And that gap is, is there for everyone who, you know, wants that opportunity, especially, especially now. I mean, WWE has done, uh, record releases this year. I, I can't, I can't think of the time that they've released more people than they've released this year. Uh, even, even with the pandemic that they didn't release this many people in the span of a year, you know, with, with what's gone on with uh, Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor having decided that, um, they're going to, uh, release contracts and, uh, everybody is going to have to, uh, uh, see what the, what, see what Ring of Honor is, is going to do. I, I'm glad to hear that, that Ring of Honor isn't saying, you know, oh, we're done. But at the same time, you know, everybody's got to kind of take a deep breath and go, okay, got to, to wait and see. My favorite line from The Princess Bride is I, I hate waiting. Um, right. So.
1: What would be an ideal you know if, if a promotion was starting out in Texas and then you've got mm-hmm. you know these big names from WWE and names from Ring of Honor. What would be an ideal you know upstart for a professional wrestling company if you were to keep it I guess Texas-based with up-and-coming wrestlers, but to throw in the names, how would you, you know, how would you balance uh, a card like that?
2: Well, I mean, the the in in my estimation, the best way to balance a card like that is, uh, oh, the the first thing you have to bear in mind is you want to grow a product, you now, and, and that's what some people forget. Yeah, especially with a lot of, you know, you got the ring of honor talent that, are, you know, that, that are suddenly available. You've got, you know, uh, WWE talent that's suddenly available. Um, you know, it, it, if you bring those folks in or onto your company, you have to make sure that one, they're sustainable financially if you're going to try and actually run with them but you have to remember that you you've gotta you've gotta build something up first. There there's so many incredible names in Texas. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, Moonshine Mantel, uh, despite the fact that he is uh taking a hiatus from wrestling right now, Max Castellanos, uh you know, uh, Terrell Tempo, Aaron Mercer, uh J D. Griffey, uh You know, Big Fits, Barrett Brown, Johnny Lawless, the Camachos, Angel Camacho, (laughs) Onyx Camacho, Zarek Camacho, Ocho Camacho, I mean, you've got all this incredible talent that's floating around the state. And if you turn around and you focus on, you know, bringing in big names, then you're not building anything to, for anybody to get excited to get behind you about right because you're not generating you know, God love anybody who is is making a living in this insane business uh, but you know kind of a a a perfect example would be uh bringing x l into uh SWE Fury uh, he had this great debut, it was very exciting, dropped me from the, uh, nine feet in the air, if you count his two foot arm extension, uh, and a lot of buzz, got some, some positive traction, uh, on, on some of the, uh, uh, quote unquote dirt sheet websites, uh, and then less than a month later he debuts on Impact. Now there's nothing wrong with that. Because Kaz deserves to make a living just like anybody else. Now, and it was great. And I, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it all over again. You know, uh, hopefully minus that nine foot drop, maybe I could talk him out of it. But, you know, (laughs) the, the, the short of the long of it is because the company wasn't in the position to offer him anything resembling a contract, bringing him in for, well a a a couple of series of shows doesn't do a whole lot to build for your company right now now um big names are are really great for getting attention when you can't afford a big uh or you can't afford a big advertisement budget but you now when you bring in the big names you really have to make sure that you have a solid and stable roster of talent that that is going to make people want to come back uh, and and in a lot of ways that was what we were doing with s w e uh and and you know that's that's one of the things that i i miss about uh working with s w e is you now there there was so much Incredible talent there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Brent McKenzie was there. You were mm-hmm. there. Tim Storm was there. My goodness. I mean, with Jackson Stone, Miranda Gordy, Niles Plunkett. I mean, you just go on and on and on. And, you know, you had some really good wrestlers uh who were Texas based, people that had a following, right, from other mm-hmm. promotions. Yes. And golly, I mean, you could build a, a roster with the names that I mentioned and uh you know, have some longevity with it in my estimation. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: It really is a is a shame that SWE went in a different direction, but there is there is room for for somebody to step in to, to do that because there's a as you know, I mean I don't have to tell you, there's there's a a ton of talented wrestlers in this state alone, and in neighboring neighboring states as well.
2: The the, the amount the amount of, of talented persons uh, in and around wrestling. I mean, for those, and, and you know, you you say you say you know in in, in Texas, and and you know, thanks to you know, the blessings that I've received for some of the work that I've done. You now there's you know, not not just Texas, but, I mean, but the the entire the entire world. I mean, I've, I've been to India and, and worked with some cr- tremendous Indian wrestlers, some of which who are now working for WWE, like uh, uh oh for God's sake, Shanky Singh and uh, uh, Suki, uh, two you know two, oh God, humongous humongous human beings, uh, and. Uh, you now, very talented, trained by the great Kali and, and, you know, his, you know, cadre of, uh, uh, his cadre of trainers and, uh, you know, f- some very, very talented Greek wrestlers that, uh, uh, Phil Dane, uh, and Payne and Abel, uh, from Zemak in, uh, in Greece. And, you know, not to mention, you know, uh, Raja Navid and, and RJ Fadi and, uh, the rest of the uh uh Pro wrestling federation of pakistan roster uh you know and and i you know I'm, I'm i'm drumming these names up uh largely because you know, here in this country we we tend to focus more on uh, either uh, uh latin countries wrestling's uh, uh asian countries wrestling's or european countries and we we tend to um uh, we, we tend to forget about, uh, doing things, f- or, or, or not doing things, we tend to forget that, you know, that, that there are other countries that can quite suitably, uh, do professional wrestling work and, and have done some tremendous professional wrestling work. It, it, it baffles me that, uh, uh, we have such tremendous opportunities that we occasionally just, uh, uh do we occasionally just you know, miss because oh, dude, we didn't know to look in that place. Here I'm trying to help people <laughs> help people look in those places.
0: Do you remember Lance von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance: Wrestling as a von Erich. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin von Erich. Twenty-five chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon.
1: Coming back to our home state of Texas, who do you see who has potentially of of being a big star? Someone who is is uh, maybe a diamond in the rough, or someone who uh, is is close to moving to the next level in professional wrestling from our from our state.
2: Uh, Moonshine Mantel Once Upon a Time, was from our state, so I, I'll, I'll count Shine in that.
1: And what about Gino Medina? I, as,
2: I've worked shows with Gino before. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm very fond of Gino. He's a very talented young, man. Um, you know, and and you know, you know, very very gifted in in what he does. Uh, a very very skilled wrestler and uh you know he he's got a lot of wisdom in the people that he's been working with uh he's been doing some some great work not just uh with uh m l w but uh doing some very good work working with the original players club uh and uh uh lance romance who uh i don't think any uh, i don't think anybody would fault me for uh uh feeling that uh, you know, you, you, you would need to talk about Lance uh, and, and what Lance does. Because Lance, I mean, Lance is, is part of the reason why why we today have, uh, uh, you know, have Sammy Guevara and know about Sammy. Because, you, yeah. know, you know, Lance, Lance Sol is the you know a talented young man and, and Lance. Now let's uh, let's see what, what let's see what we can do to get the world to recognize. And now we've got a Spanish God on AEW television. Um, wow. So I mean, there's there's a, a lot of remarkable uh, persons and personnel. Uh, you know, Barrett Brown is, is almost my consistent go-to during these kinds of conversations. Um, you know, he, and, and the fact that he is. Getting some very good exposure with, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is very exciting. Uh, I, uh, I did an, uh, I announced his very first match in Wrecking Ball Wrestling. Uh, and, uh, we've had the, uh, we've had the, the honor of working together, uh, at, uh, the Christian Wrestling Federation, which for some reason I completely forgot to mention. I'm so sorry. Uh, Rob, if you, if you listen, please forgive me. Rob has been doing something remarkable with Christian Wrestling Federation, it's the longest standing professional wrestling company in North Texas. Uh twenty years. Uh actually twenty one years now that we're into two thousand twenty one. Uh but they do uh uh they do a, a tremendous amount of uh uh ministry through professional wrestling. Uh and they work with folks like Barrett and Bam Bam Malone, who also, also, I, I happen to be managing, uh, at the Christian Wrestling Federation. Uh, Tim Storm and Adam Asher of the Apocalypse, uh, are there on the regular. Uh, and, uh, they have a tremendous professional wrestling pedigree at Christian Wrestling Federation because, uh, uh, you know, uh, AJ Styles, uh, actually that's how, how APOC and Tim know uh, Aj is through their collective work at uh, uh, the Christian Wrestling Federation. Wow, I uh,
1: didn't know that. But, yeah,
2: no, was, you know, uh, but there's, and that's one of the remarkable things. There's a lot of little things about you know, Texas Pro Wrestling that, that, you know, we don't know and, and we miss because we don't know how to uh, get access to it, you know, or, or we don't know how to get its attention. Uh, you know, cause you know, Facebook is, I mean, let's be honest, it's only so good. Um, but, um, you know, uh, you know, if, if Barrett's not signed to a major deal within the next five years, then there is something wrong with the business.
1: I would predict maybe a little sooner than that. I mean, he's, oh, he's been grinding it out for oh, a long absolutely. time.
2: Absolutely, and the only reason why I put five years on is give the business time to realize how stupid it is. Uh, because yeah, he should have been he he should have been signed. but that WWE oh, really? should have signed him when they realized that you know uh, everybody can throw him around like like a rag doll, and he can still put on amazing matches.
1: And to his credit too, he's NWA World Junior Heavyweight Title, and that no, means sure. something to me yeah and, 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 and you know i I hate to say it, I
2: always forget to mention that, uh but you're hundred percent right um yeah. i think I think when he won it, he was officially the youngest at the time,
1: I think he was, and also too, you know for if if we're throwing trivia around, he was the last because oh, they yeah. vacated the belt
2: they vacated the belt and, and uh, uh, Mr. Corgan has not done anything
1: with you. no, not yet. So you yeah. know it's it's interesting, but he is he's amazing to watch. I I love watching his matches. He he does uh, so good work, and uh, you know I just I think he's he's definitely underrated. You know. Oh yeah.
2: Oh hands yeah. down. Definitely hands
1: underrated.
2: You know yeah, he, he definitely. I would, I would go so far as to refer to him as the Bee's Knees. That, that, that's, I mean, uh, and, I, I'm sure it's available on their YouTube, uh, cause I know they do some training, but check out Christian Wrestling Federation and the story that he's telling with Johnny Lawless, um, now is, is really, uh, uh one, not a lot of people are, are, are used to, you know, a quote unquote evil Barrett Brown, uh, and, now, well, Barrett has been doing some really evil, dastardly. It makes my heart sing. I, I, I love evil Barrett so much. Um, you know, well, of course you do. <laughs> no, but you, you don't understand.
1: Evil Barrett is, is really where it's at. Uh, and, well, yes, but you have a fondness for the bad guys. I am the bad guys. <laughs> you are the bad guy. Yes we kind of take it back to where, you know, where my heart is. I love talking about Texas, Texas wrestling and, in the sport in this, in this area, but me, you and I met, uh, personally, uh, we met mm-hmm. in person, uh, over the summer and I showed mm-hmm. you a book that I was working on and there's a snapshot yes. of you, but, you know, there's, there's so much more that we can, you know, add, uh, you know, in, in any uh, book or story, you know, about, you know, you. you, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is you're more than just a picture in a book. I mean, there's so much more that could be said about Nigel Rabbit.
2: Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: Sometimes one
2: does get to feel like they're a caricature. Uh, so uh, I- I'm glad that that's not, not necessarily the case you know I, I always appreciate having uh you know an opportunity to do something that uh is uh, as they, uh, as as uh, as poro would
1: say stimulate the little gray cells well it definitely glorifies the business right when we when we we help each other and we you know we shine light on one another you know in the end absolutely it 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 shines light on the business so it's
2: oh yeah no, definitely yeah.
1: And, and not enough and,
2: people uh, none of people you know re- we have a bad habit in this business where we forget not where we came from uh but we forget that our struggle is not the only struggle You know, i'm not the first first guy to ever ever manage and, and ever get frustrated because it didn't feel like i was you know, appreciated, you know, this day or that day as a manager. Uh, but I will say that, uh, uh, you know, while my story is not unique, um, I am unique. Uh, and I think that's something that every person in professional wrestling needs to remember is our stories aren't unique, but we as individuals are. And that's what makes the stories, uh, interesting or exciting. Uh, it goes back to a, a conversation years ago that I had with someone in which someone said, uh, oh, there's no more creativity in Hollywood. Hollywood's creatively bankrupt. Uh, all the stories have been told. One level or another, that's accurate. I mean, take a look at, like, for example, uh, the Marvel movies are doing a lot of business these days. You take a look at all the Marvel movie stories, uh, and you can point whatever story they're telling here to another story there or another story there. But what makes them different, what makes them exciting, what makes them unique is the persons and the personalities involved. And that's, I think, the most exciting part of professional wrestling is that, you know, I mean, there's only so much good versus evil stories we can tell, especially because people aren't used to it. When you put an evil Barrett Brown, uh, on the set, uh, or, 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 you know, in, in the ring and people are like, Oh, evil barrett brown not used to this you now and and then you you make you now let's say charlie you know, put, put a a a hero charlie hoss uh against evil barrett brown and now everything's all higgledy-piggledy and no one knows what to do because uh, you know left is right up is down black is white uh and everyone has goatees we must be in the star trek mirror universe <laughs>
1: Nigel, where can we find you on social media? Uh,
2: uh
1: you can find me on uh, uh my
2: uh often feeling like it's been abandoned Twitter uh at Nigel Rabbit. I'm available on Facebook. Uh, I've got uh, I've actually got uh two Nigel Rabbit pages. One is Nigel Rabbit uh and the other is the Nigel Rabbit. Uh you can also follow the Rabbit Empire uh on Facebook and if you go to uh at the rabbit empire on instagram you'll you'll find my instagram pages uh i think that's all of the uh, social medias i will say i am uh, a project i started last year during the pandemic uh that we're, we're starting to build the youtube for uh is something called story time with nigel yeah you know is, when the pandemic was going on someone had suggested you know hey wrestlers you know do you know, uh, do, do workout videos and, and, you know, seminars. And then I, you know, I'm like, oh phew, okay, what can I do? You know, I, you know, how to yell at people. You know, people are, you, you, fans already know how to do that. They do it to me all the time. And someone said, you should read stories. And then someone very sincerely went, yeah, actually, Nigel, we'd like to hear you read some stories. And so I started reading children's stories. Uh, and it's called Storytime with Nigel, uh, and it's available. Uh, I've got a Facebook page and I've got a YouTube page. Uh, and it's a, uh, it, it's a different look, public look at me, uh, because I was very blessed to have, uh, to grow up with a father that had the time to read bedtime stories to me on the regular. My mom did as well, but, but it was really kind of dad's, dad's thing. It was what dad liked doing. Uh, and when I was a stepfather, one of the things that I enjoyed doing, uh, was, reading to my stepdaughter, reading her uh, stories. And we did things like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and uh, started The Hobbit together and that kind of thing. Uh, And so, you know, sharing stories uh, like that is uh, something that I I, I came to rather enjoy. Uh, And uh, on the channel right now, we've got uh, uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. And we've got... uh, Banakila and Holiday Inn was last year's, uh, uh, last year's Halloween offerings. Um, and, uh, we're getting ready to start back with some live reading, uh, during, uh, weeknights and, and, uh, some pre-recorded readings for the weekends, uh, you know, trying to, just trying to figure out how to balance, you know, uh, how everything is shifted back or started to shift back post pandemic and wanting to hang on to some of the, the nicer things, uh you know, like, you know, uh, reading people's stories. So nothing to do with wrestling, but I thought it'd be a nice little thing to plug.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Something to share. All right. Well, Hey, thank you very much. I enjoyed talking with you. Maybe we can do this again real soon. I'm it. I enjoyed it You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast Where Wrestling Lives
0: The Pro Wrestling Vault 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers And Tim Storm Along with 300 photos From the the independent independent scene. scene Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. PWC Podcast. With Rick. Del Santo for all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news. Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, NWA, NWA and the Northeast region of the United States independency PWC, 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 PwC keeps you in the zone. Tune in in. to the Wrestler Weekly Podcast Podcast with with Mike Mike Leotis, Leotis. the Wrestler Weekly Podcast. Mike digs into interesting wrestling topics and and conversations. conversations. The 2022 season starts in January with guests like Austin Idol, Nick Aldis, John Arezzi, and and George George Napolitano. Find Wrestler Weekly on Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. The Wrestler Weekly Weekly Podcast. Podcast.